On today's episode of Doula to Doula, we are talking about self-care. Welcome, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Doula to Doula, where we talk about pregnancy, birth, motherhood, and the doula life. I'm Exi Bueller, a certified labor and birth doula and childbirth educator. I'm also a licensed and board certified massage therapist and owner of Tringle Touch Birth and Women's Wellness. My co-host is Chana Vaughn. Together, we're going to help each other grow, give each other support, and see how we apply our doula skills to everyday life. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode. It's going to be a little bit different. Up until now, our episodes have consisted of conversations between myself and my lovely and wonderful co-host and doula partner, Chana Vaughn. Today, she's not with me, and the reason why is because we are both practicing some self-care. So, what is self-care? According to the American Psychological Association, self-care is defined as a multi-dimensional, multifaceted process of purposeful engagement in strategies that promote healthy functioning and enhance well-being. So that is a rather cerebral way to explain something that most of us have heard of uh, recently and few of us probably do without guilt. So it's vital though for building resilience against the stressors that we face in everyday life. Those are things that we can't eliminate. We, if you're a parent, you have children you must take care of. If you have a home or an apartment or really any living quarters, you have things you need to do to keep it clean and and maintained. So self-care, according to an article on Very Well Mind, which is a wonderful website, self-care describes a conscious act one takes in order to promote their own physical, mental, and emotional health. So Chana and I have consciously decided to handle our podcast episode this way today. The reason being, she has been pulled in all kinds of directions over the last year, and if you are a parent of school-aged children, you can probably relate to that. Chana has a demanding 9-to-5 job that she has been doing, which actually, from what I've seen, extends beyond nine to five. Um, Her husband is an essential worker and like last night we had storms come through our state and there are people in communities around us who are without power and he needs to go and make sure that their power gets put back on. So uh, he's in his job is in is very demanding and that leaves her oftentimes carrying the load of taking care of the children who up until Friday were in school and many of you have experienced the roller coaster ride through the pandemic of virtual school in-person school back to virtual school all of those things there was a survey on today.com that stated 83% of moms and I'm using the term moms uh, because that's how it was put in the survey 83% of moms feel burnt out during the pandemic and 69% are feeling just overwhelmed 
there was an article um, entitled what is the mental load the invisible labor falling on women's shoulders and it was shared through the motherhood center in new york recently and i'm going to quote what was shared it says nearly nine in ten mothers in committed partnerships say they feel solely responsible for organizing their family schedules and said that the burden left them feeling overwhelmed exhausted and unable to make space for their own self-care. So if you have felt those things throughout the last year, year and a half, you are not alone. Nine out of 10 mothers are feeling this way. And let me tell you, my children live with me, but they are adults. And yet I can relate. They are self-sufficient, one of them handles much of the cooking for our family. And yet, as a mother, I too feel overwhelmed by what this pandemic has done. We have had an unavoidable home renovation that's had to happen. Um, our appliances of over 20 years have decided to quit working on us. <laughs> so that has forced us into some home renovations that have been in enormously disruptive for our home. Also, I've made some big pivots over the last year with my business and trying to revive things, um, getting ready for in-person doula support again, supporting my clients through their pregnancy journey, reopening massage two or three times over the pandemic and dealing with vaccination and the decisions that are necessary to make to keep myself, my family, and all of my clients safe. Those are all great stressors. On top of that, as I have shared in several different episodes, I am a trauma survivor. Um, my sister was taken. Uh, she was the victim of a homicide three years ago, and I am still healing from that. I, I don't think I'll ever heal completely, but the continued healing that is necessary to deal with those kinds of things, and I am not alone. Many, many of our listeners are coping with experiencing these enormous life events that leave you feeling unsafe, alone, unsupported, just scrambling really to try and keep our heads above water. You are not alone. So this is going to be a short episode because I too am going to take, uh, take some time out, some conscious, purposeful time out today to do some self-care. Um, I, my sister had taught herself how to crochet. That's a very long story, but she had been making little gifts for my clients who had had their babies and one way uh, there is something within the sibling grief community that we look at and it is a way of carrying our siblings forward with us they say that when you lose a sibling you not only lose part of your past but you also lose your future my sister and I were going to grow old together and be two old ladies rocking in rocking chairs and talking about growing up together and that is something that I will not have. 
So in a way of carrying her forward, I have worked for the last couple of years on teaching myself how to crochet. And um, it's something that I, I struggle with, but it's also something that I am enjoying because it does make me feel closer to her. And that is what I'm going to do later today. I have some gifts that I would like to make for some clients. So I'm going to take care of my work this morning, which includes recording this podcast and creating some papers, some assignments for my second job that I have and taking care of some necessary admin things for my massage business. And then I'm going to spend some time on self-care for myself. So what are some aspects of self-care? And these are all taken from the site Very Well Mind, which again, I said is, a, is an excellent site. Number one is physical self-care. So we need to take care of our bodies, right? Our, our bodies can only, they can only function for so long without some necessary things, food, sleep, um, things like that. So one of the quest some questions that you can ask when it comes to physical self-care are, am I getting enough sleep? Is it adequate sleep? Do I have a nutritious diet? Is it fueling my body well? Am I getting enough exercise? And I can say for myself, the answer to all those questions is no. <laughs> so I need to do some physical self-care. Number two on the list is social self-care. And this is one that's taken, um, many of us are suffering the effects of, of lack of socialization. But we are, as human beings, social animals. And uh, if we have learned nothing else through this pandemic, we have learned that connection is enormously important to our health and well-being. So are we getting enough time with our friends? Things in our state are opening up. Um, numbers of infections are down. Some of us are starting to venture out to spending time with our friends. And we can do that face-to-face -face now if, if everybody is comfortable with that. So that's something to consider. If you're not comfortable spending face-to-face, in-person time with friends, we can still nurture those relationships. And I may not be the only one to say I'm completely zoomed out. Um, seeing people in little boxes on the computer screen has just really taken a toll on me mentally. But telephone conversations are something that um, I am trying to work on maybe having a little bit better because being able to hear somebody's voice is is helpful. So hopefully um, everybody's able to increase their socialization, self-care a little bit more as things are starting to look a little bit better in some places of the country and some places of the world. And if not, then continue to stay safe, but also socialize because it is important. Mental self-care. So this may include things that, that keep your mind sharp, doing puzzles, learning about a subject that fascinates you, reading books or even watching movies that can be inspirational. I, for one, I am a self-proclaimed documentary junkie. I love to watch documentaries. I may not remember all of the facts and things that I learned from them, but I find them very nourishing to me mentally. And I also devour books um, constantly. I'm constantly devouring books. So are you making enough time for activities that mentally stimulate you and doing proactive things to help you stay mentally healthy? So if you haven't been doing those things, 
then maybe try something today. Mental self-care, it can include things like practicing self-compassion and acceptance. We all have this inner voice that talks to us in our minds throughout the day. Is that inner voice kind or is that inner voice critical? I was told once long ago that it takes five positive statements to discount one negative statement. So if your mind is full of telling yourself negative things about yourself or about your day or about your accomplishments or your lack of accomplishments, then you need to multiply the positive things that you say by five in order to make changes in your thinking. So mental self-care is important. Spiritual self-care. The article brings out that research shows that a lifestyle including religion or spirituality is generally a healthier lifestyle. Now, you may not be a religious person and that's okay. You can still develop a deeper sense of meaning, understanding, or connection with the universe. So, creation, look around you. It's spring in many places. There are flowers that you can look at. The trees, the leaves, even the wind blowing can nourish you if you think about um, the joy and the blessing of the wind blowing. Of course, too much wind can not be good, but a gentle breeze feels really, really lovely on a hot day. So what questions can you ask yourself about your life and about your experience? Can you engage in practices that you find fulfilling? And last but not least on this list is emotional self-care. So we need to have healthy coping skills to deal with uncomfortable emotions like anger, anxiety, sadness, just the general overwhelm. I spoke earlier about um, suffering the trauma of losing my sister. And that isn't the first trauma. I am a person who deals with complex PTSD. And so working through uncomfortable emotions is something that I have to do in order to keep my head above water and go through every day. Some days those uncomfortable emotions are overwhelming and I have to be kinder to myself on those days. When I'm having a really good day, it's really good. And I have to try to take some moments to enjoy those good emotions. So however you're feeling today, find some healthy ways to process those emotions. Maybe journal, maybe take a walk, do something, pet your dog, pet your cat, watch your fish if you have fish, listen to the birds sing. Find ways to allow the good emotions to be the ones that you recognize inside of you and acknowledge them. Don't discount them. Don't let the negative thoughts discount them. Don't let yourself tell you you have no right to feel good because you do. And then incorporate activities into your life that help you feel recharged. Sometimes 
we need to hear someone tell us that it's okay to take a moment. I can tell you that as a mother of adult children, this is a lesson that took me years to learn and I'm still learning it. I have mentioned before that I'm Asian American and I've really learned that it's kind of a cultural thing for us to not ask for help, for us to just soldier on, for us to not complain. Um, my son and I last night watched a documentary about the um, Japanese American internment camps that happened after the bombing of Pearl Harbor and some amazing artists that came out of that and how they expressed themselves through the art that they did and how their time in the internment camps affected their art. And we talked about how it is something that we don't talk about. We don't talk about those dark times, but it's okay to do that. And it's okay to take the time that you need to process those emotions, whatever it is that you've gone through. And do not compare what you're going through with what somebody else is going through to discount your feelings. Your problems are your problems and they're big for you. So I used to tell my sister, if the only thing that you can accomplish is getting up, brushing your teeth, going for a walk, or doing the dishes or whatever it might be, be proud that you were able to do those things. Don't compare yourself to other people and say, well, my problems are not as big as theirs. There will always be somebody who has problems bigger than yours and they're living with them, but you are living with yours. So don't discount what you're facing. Congratulate yourself on any achievements that you make give yourself the time that you need to recharge. The most impactful thing I've learned as a mother is that if I take care of myself, I can better take care of my children. And now my children are adults, that's true, but they still look to me for guidance. They still look to me as a barometer at times. So they deserve to see me take care of myself because that tells them that it's okay for them to take care of their themselves when they need it. If you have small children at home that you are trying to take care of and you're balancing that with so many other things that are demanding of your time and your energy and your mental and emotional bandwidth, remember that your children deserve to have you love their mother or their father. Whether you are a mother or a father, your children deserve to have you love that person. So do something for yourself today. Whether it's something very small, whether it's something very big, do something just for you. Chana and I will be back in July we are looking forward to coming back refreshed 
We are grateful for everybody who has been listening to us. It's a little bit odd for me to be speaking in like a monologue into the microphone today and I'm feeling extra, extra self-conscious about it. But I hope that this little short episode has helped you. It's helped me. I am feeling much better about giving myself permission to get done with work early today and spend the rest of the day on doing something just for me that makes me feel nourished and cared for by me. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next month. Thanks for listening to another episode of Doula to Doula. Don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app.